Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. When I start to think about um, the the beginnings of my recovery journey and um, kind of what gave me purpose then opposed to now, it's um, it's kind of like my toolbox. Like it gets to get re- repurposed and I get to add new things to that. And that I think is the same for what gets me up every morning to do this again, right? And and what's my purpose every morning to wake up and do this again? And in the beginning of my recovery journey, I can remember my purpose being, I didn't like the way that my family looked at me. I didn't like the way that they, that I had affected them. And um, my purpose was just not to hurt them anymore. And if, if any, any step during my day, if it was helping that, that purpose or hurting that purpose, like, I was like super hyper aware of that um, because I really just didn't want to hurt people anymore. And that, that was my, that was my mission, my purpose in the beginning of my recovery. So my purpose over time in my journey of recovery has also evolved because, you know, I get released from jail October of 2007. And my only purpose was to follow DOC's suggestions so I could stay out of jail, you know, not, not pee dirty for a UA, make my probation appointments. And of course I had to do SUD treatment and mental health treatment. I just didn't want to get violated. So my purpose at that particular time early in recovery, when I didn't even know I was in recovery was just not to go to jail and just see if I, I had enough uh, courage to do what was asked of me by the state, you know, and that was scary for me. I didn't know if I was going to be able to even do that. I had great support from my parents um, that allowed me to get to the appointments that I needed to get to. So, but it was still, I was still insecure and unsure. I had no idea what I was going to do or not do but I did know that my purpose at that time was just to adhere to DOC's suggestions so I could stay out of jail (laughs) yeah I can I can super relate to that also just the piece where you said like I didn't even know I was in recovery and you know I think that happens for a lot of us like I I know that I got introduced into like recovery elements. I don't think I embraced them wholeheartedly at such a young age, but like I got um, introduced into them at a very young age. And, and, I, and I look back in hindsight's 2020, it's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. where my road started, right? And, and my purpose in between those times when, when I was super committed, when I was super committed, it was, I just don't want to hurt people anymore. When I didn't really want to embrace what recovery had to offer it (laughs) was that same idea of okay check the box um make yourself look better for this court system or if if you do this they'll get off your back and and that was kind of 
how I was in the world of, you know, people pointing out to me that maybe there's something you need to work on and me just not being willing to and my purpose there too, right? I was still on this road to recovery because all of those things I think shaped me to what my recovery is today, you know? Yeah. So when did my purpose shift it is, is a good place for me to try and recognize and and really, my purpose shifted about a year into recovery when I actually felt hope, when I realized that I truly had an opportunity to live a different way. And so, so even though I wanted to please DOC and, you know, go to all my mental health appointments and make all my probation appointments and do the three to five 12 step meetings. My focus switched and, and my thinking changed to maybe this is possible. Maybe recovery is something that I can do. And my purpose started to shift a little bit. And so in that transition, that probably took a while till it totally shifted into I am going to give recovery an opportunity. And so that was huge for me in my life. And and you're so right when when you say hindsight's 2020, because you know, I'm going through it, I'm living it. I I don't even know that these things are happening. All I know is all of a sudden maybe recovery is something that I can do. I had no idea that my purpose was shifting and, and yada, yada, yada. I'm just trying to make it day, to, day by day, but being able to look back on it, my purpose totally shifted to where, you know, I wasn't always thinking about, well, I have to do this because DOC says, or mm -hmm. I have to, I have to do what my mental health provider suggests to me because that's what DOC says I have to do. It became more of what opportunity is this going to give me to make recovery even more possible than the way that I feel now. And there was a, a certainly a, a definite transition um, that manifested itself until the point where, okay, I'm, I'm committed to recovery and now I am going to follow my sponsor's suggestions and my case manager's suggestions at mental health because now I believe and, right. and, and, and now I'm going to go out, a, out on a limb and have faith yeah. that they have my best interests in mind. So yeah. that's a definite switch in purpose, which, you know, that's a, that's a two and a half year gap there of my main purpose was DOC. And then there was a, a period of time where, you know, I was weighing my options and finding hope and learning what faith was all about till I committed to recovery. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Like, I think, I think back to, um, you know, like that, that first, you know, kind of 
time I really thought about what was my purpose and it was like, okay, I just don't want to hurt people anymore. Okay. But how do you do that? And, you know, for you, you said it was like a year for me, it was like about two years of, of like, yes, that's my purpose, but, um, it sounded really good in theory, but in practice, it was kind of a mess. And, um, like I, you know, I just wasn't, um, I wasn't, I was still hurting people even in recovery. Like I still was not, I was still not home for my, for my family. I was still just like, and it was kind of like in the name of recovery. And I remember, um, when my purpose shift is okay, these things that you're learning in recovery, like the true test of them is with the people who love you and the people who care about you who have been there through it all you know what I mean like that's that true test and my my purpose shift is where okay I can apply that at home now right I I can learn th these things here I can um be around this group of people who embrace my suck right and I can, can now I can apply it at home and that took me a while <laughs> it took me a while and you know there was there was people in my life who who tried to shape that purpose for me, right? Like, um, I remember this one lady, she's like, if you show up to this, a support group, you need to pour coffee. And I'm like, how is that gonna help me in my recovery? Like, I was so, so like, close-minded into the idea of like, just being of service to someone, right? Gives you purpose, being of service to someone else. And that in turn helped me to go home and be of service to my family, because I never was that. You know, I never was that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely evolved and there's people in my life who I look back now and I'm like, oh, I see what you were doing there. <laughs> like, I know what you were doing yeah. now. And that's kind of what my drive and my purpose is today is I want to be that, that somebody who puts a little subliminal in someone's life to give them purpose, you know? You know, it was interesting. I was, I was, I was looking back on my recovery and that purpose that I was talking about that was recovery oriented, that stayed with me for a couple of years where that was my purpose to work my recovery program. What's, what am I going to do to improve myself to ensure that I don't repeat these same mistakes that I've made in the past? And it kind of goes back to one of our some of the other Facebook lives that we've done where um, I'm working a recovery program and I'm having conflicting feelings about where I am in my life and what recovery is teaching me. And uh, so when I got a, a volunteer job at it was called the Warm Line. Um, up in Seattle, they have, you know, the suicide hotline, of course, but my, my mentor up there started a warm line where people could call in um, that were just having symptoms and so that we could try, try and decrease the, the calls to the suicide hotline that weren't really suicide related. And so that's another point where, where my purpose started to shift to accountability and responsibility and yeah. starting to give back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And today my purpose is just to have a peaceful life. You know what I mean? The least amount of drama and chaos as possible. 
because to me that used to be my comfort right chaos and drama used to be my comfort and i i felt i felt okay in those spaces because it was my normal and today that's my uncomfortable is chaos and drama and like right. you know it's like okay so i just you know my purpose is what is each step that you're doing in each day going to help a peaceful life or is it going to cause chaos or drama you know and it's like okay i just want a peaceful life <laughs> yeah so in that transition of accountability and responsibility for purpose i definitely started to um become more responsible and had less look on myself and it, and it and it started to begin to shift to others right where today you know my purpose is just to serve others and you know it took at least you know we're talking six and a half seven years into recovery where i finally realized that if my purpose is to serve others and give them an opportunity to make a better choice all my needs are getting met yeah um and and i can remember when my purpose was self there was never enough of whatever i was trying to get mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm super grateful that i can just serve others in in whatever way that means if if i put that individual needs before my own yeah, there's boundaries and parameters with all of that of course my my needs get met you know i have a roof over my head yeah. uh, i have a cell phone i have a car you know cell phones and cars are our privileges when we just think that they're you know that's what we deserve you know some yeah. entitlement issues but um, I'm super grateful for for what I have today, and I'm much more fulfilled by serving others than serving self. Absolutely, I remember, like in peer support 101 training when I went through that, and that was like the ultimate, um, like the ultimate service that I could do. Right, is is help people where I I get up every day for for a job which I'm passionate about, right? I have I have purpose behind it <clears throat> and it makes me feel fulfilled <clears throat> when I'm helping other people fulfill their purpose, right? It it mm -hmm. it goes both ways and I remember the Pat Deegan video where she she talked about how your recovery can't be based out of nothingness, right? It it, it can't be sealed around a vacuum like you have to have purpose and and drive in your recovery and that's what what she did and she inspired me because she you know they they wrote her off you know um they said your purpose doesn't matter and it and it did and she she held on to her survivor's mission right so if you're new to recovery or you know you're just getting um into the whole recovery world it's important that we we base our recovery around some sort of purpose and it can be minuscule at first right mine was just like i don't want to hurt people like that's very vague how are you going to do that ashley you know and and i learned that over the time but that was my that was my little if you will mustard seed that kept me going so if you're new to recovery and you don't have a purpose talk with a peer supporter talk with a support and 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 hone in on what that purpose can be for you
Yeah, I'm going to see if I can give some input to Christy. So it says my recovery is different than most. I'm recovering from solely mental health, not substance. I think help okay with my people who are substance, but is there anything I should keep in mind for the difference? Um, you know, I'm duly diagnosed. Um, and, and so the majority of my work was at a mental health center. And so I don't know that for me, if I looked at recovery any different, however, tools that I would suggest were different. And over, over a period of time with people, uh, you know, I would, I would find certain things that would work for them. I think for me, the most important thing, whether someone's dealing with mental health or substance abuse, is, is building that rapport and letting them be the driving force in their own recovery and just, and just being there with them. And, and I have found that building that rapport and being with that individual will reveal to you how to move forward on how to best support that client. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's been my experience and most of it's been in the mental health field. Mm -hmm. I, um, I kind of had, have had that same, that same kind of experience, uh, just by, you know, the, the other way around. So I have more, I had more experience with substance abuse, uh, recovery and, um, felt very, uh, comfortable in that, in that arena. And then, uh, my very first peer that I, that I worked with was not in the SUD field and uh, it was all mental health. And I remember being like, I don't know if I can, I can help her or I can support her. And, and it was told to me like this and, um, and, and I applied this moving on this was my very first peer, but the feelings are the same, right? The feelings are the same, whether you uh, have addiction or you have mental health or you have alcoholism or um, trauma, like those feelings, those internal feelings are the same for all of us. The only thing that's different is like when I'm, if I'm going to relapse in my substance abuse, right, that looks different than the relapse in a mental health field, right? It's crisis and, you know, using or right it's like that's the that's the end result but those feelings leading up to that act or the crisis are the same and so you can relate with the rapport you can relate with the conversation about how you're feeling in, in these times right and so that's really helped me to form those conversations and not feel like i'm saying something wrong because i just am like okay the 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 thoughts and the feelings for all of us in recovery, because the recovery principles are the same. So it's, it was a easier transition once somebody told me that for me to feel more confident and comfortable. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We do these uh, bi-weekly, so every two weeks. And if you have a topic that you want to hear us talk about or uh, have an idea for one of our Facebook lives, please um, post that on our website. Check out our websites, um, check out our event calendars on our website about upcoming stuff. There's exciting stuff coming up and we'd love for you guys to all be a part of it. Thank you. Thanks guys, be kind to yourself.
Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.